Hello, hello, all you beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where you come for your rambling, geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I am delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's our resident donkey of the pod, DL. How are you, I'm mate? Good, man. That's a very <laughs> offensive term in April. Well, it depends. If it, no, is it branded on you? I don't think it needs to be. <laughs> it's literally short. It's like a euphemism for ass. Pretty much. Yeah. So. Yeah. And also, you know, you're carrying people shit around all the time. Yeah. Emotional yeah. baggage. Yeah, DL. that's true. That's Mostly true. mine. Metaphysical. I'm always like, yeah. Please save me. Metaphysical. How are you, mate? What's I'm happening? good, man. It's early. Tired. But it's we'll, so we'll fucking early. We survive. Peek behind the the curtain of the podcast once again. I feel like last time we did it, we did two days in a row, perhaps. Yeah, and then now we're doing it at like seven a.m. I'm not making it easy on no, you. No, you're really not. Yeah. I think I think we might have um, a friend of the show jumping into one of our upcoming episodes. I know you yourself specifically weren't that thrilled by the idea of talking about Madame Webb. So yeah, strong potential friend of the show. I mean, like in? honestly, more in, in hindsight, like it's probably one of the better bad. Marvel no. Universe's movies that I, I would want to watch. I don't think so. Like I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch that than say the Craven the, the Hunt. Hunter. Yeah, Craven the Hunter with Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson for sure. He does Taylor Johnson yeah. very well. Apparently, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've seen some reviews and they all make it sound like it's just fucking weird. It's not going to be good. No, but not at, at all. least it's Sydney Sweeney. Not as good as Dakota Something's dress at the premiere which Dakota was fanning it was literally oh, the see-through other two, yeah. completely see-through Good for her. i think it was supposed to be webs you reckon that they're, they're just like sex appeal it up guys we know this movie shit <laughs> we need to build oh, some some, some I, like i tell you what's very interesting so when the movie got announced and I, I found this out from a different podcast when the movie got announced all of the stars in it including sydney sweeney including dakota johnson fanning yeah. whichever it is they put out a tweet or a, a, a like a post being like can't wait to be in this movie type thing they all put like Marvel Studios in it. So like not Sony, not the one it's actually uh, attached to. I think they all thought they were going to be in an MCU movie. They just like thought because they were they still collaboration. They just didn't ask the question. No, it was, like, that'd be shocking. <laughs> right. No, I think it's probably just like the legal legality of it wasn't probably figured out between them. They're like, it probably could be Marvel, but we'll see. And then they just like mm. didn't get a rev share. No, I, remember there was, like, I don't think so. <laughs> Spider-Man shit going on where they were negotiating the next Spider-Man. And oh, that was specifically Spider-Man. This, I mean, like if you well, look this at, is the universe. If you look Spider-Man. at Venom and you look at morbius i think they're who, whoever they are they're i don't know they're handlers whatever they are or, yeah. or they're what's ari gold what's his role in the agent in, no in, I, my they're point agents. is maybe they were hopeful i think their agents were just like <laughs> yeah it's a marvel movie I mean, that'd, be, <laughs> that'd be pretty easy in fact <laughs> i mean it technically is i mean like if you're dakota john johnson fanning whichever she is janning Fonson, whichever really, it is, I, everyone, if you whichever one it is, they like. Why would you want like? You're not going to go on Google. You're just going to trust what people are telling you. You're going to be like, yeah, cool. I'm going to be in the MCU. I mean, I don't know. I think it's like big enough now the MCU that people wouldn't. You, you should know. I don't know. I feel Pretty like some foolish. of these actors, like if you ask Daniel Day Lewis what the MCU is, yeah, but he'd look the, at you like, <laughs> he wouldn't. Is that an STI? He wouldn't do a Spider Man <laughs> either. Like, yeah. It's Imagine him as like Uncle Ben. <laughs> <laughs> in character just dying yeah. every, every time yeah. oh mate what have you been up to i feel like we've gone uh, well friend of the show might be joining short version of that conversation yeah. well what's been happening you've been in wa i have been we did a little rv trip all where, around where, where did you go in wa we started in perth we did the perth yeah perth the rottenness island which is like the famous Quaker. it's actually quite like beautiful it's basically like all of wa in a day yeah like the beaches there cycle around it yeah and the beach you get cycle you can see some animals the quokkas which like whatever um but it's like quite stunning well hang on take a step back quokkas whatever quokkas are the best i don't mean it's just like a weird little how did this animal survive (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm just like like, this doesn't make any evolutionary sense like no they don't have any predators we've talked about this on the show before definitely they don't have any predators so they're just like i mean harvey weinstein's not there either yeah (laughs) god this got dark really early why are you going there (laughs) i don't know my brain like it's very early so poor quokka being assaulted by harvey weinstein's (laughs) alien penis like what all the nonsense which my brain stalls up through the day is apparently coming out early early on in the daytime which isn't you know helpful to anyone I involved so yeah uh, no but it, it was, was great right you had it was good and then we did like driving around from perth to esperance and back up nice. so it was like beautiful stars beaches all that stuff beautiful. bad food because oh. our fridge broke 
So <laughs> we had to use an esky. So most of the time we were eating like cup of noodles and shit. Oh, like, and, and it, like if you're in the middle of WA, there's no servo. Yeah. You're like, what? Do, we have to have something to eat just in case we stop in this random place. So we had that a couple nights, but it was good. It was really different kind of holiday. For sure. Did you eat like salami and stuff? Did you have like constantly dried no, meat? No, no, we did. Uh, Gail would love that. Just <laughs> constantly dried meats, nothing else. She would, but maybe some cheese. But I also like stopped that in its tracks. <laughs> no, we did a cup of noodles and then we did like, you know, I cooked up some steaks and stuff. Good like, for the dad bod. We, we didn't eat that much, <laughs> but what we ate was probably unhealthy. So it's kind of yeah. like calorie countdown, you know, veins clogged. Swings and roundabouts. Whatever you want to call. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, yeah. right? How about you? Oh, man. I had a weird couple of weeks. So you left. Yeah. And like, I'm going to tell this story really quickly, but because it's so random and no one needs to hear this, but like, I think you deserve to know. Uh, I woke up. So I think we recorded on the Thursday. Yes. We did Wednesday, Thursday, I think. And on the Friday, I woke up and I went to the gym. I did my usual thing. And I was like, oh, my elbow kind of hurts. That's weird. I felt like, you know, when you've like, you like knock it on something and yeah, it just yeah. kind of hurts a bit. I was like, oh, that's weird. By nine o'clock, I was like, oh, man, that really hurts. So I was sitting in meetings. I, I thought, oh, put some ice on it. Did some ice. Ice didn't help. Did some heat. Heat didn't help. And worse. then I looked down and it was like swollen. Yeah. I was like, whoa, what's happening here? So. Yeah. I sort of like carried on with it. I luckily had a physio appointment that day. So I, was, I went in and I was like, do you have any idea what this is? Apparently it's a thing called alecranum bursitis. And my <laughs> entire elbow had b- become infected. My el- of all infected? places, my so it was elbow. An infection. So it's like what it is, is it's a, a, the, the fluid sac in it yeah. effectively leaks out and that can get infected. Oh. I think that's exactly Painful. it. Please tell me if I'm wrong, friends of the show. I have no idea if I'm saying this right. Yeah. Long story short, it's weird. So it really hurts. I could barely move my arm other yeah. than this kind of motion. Yeah. Um, which to, <laughs> that's a very visual thing to say. I could move, I could basically hold my arm across my chest uh, and, and move it, it up and down very slightly in a motion that Dre is, uh, very aptly showing off here. So you still could. Clearly very good at. You've so you still. A lot of practice at so that. So you still could, you well, know. Well, it was my the, left arm. Do the so deed. <laughs> it was my left arm. So I didn't need to. Short version of the story is, uh, it was like a week of just having this weird, I'd tell you what it felt like. Yeah. And I've got no other way of explaining this. It felt like what I assume having a boob feels like just on my elbow. <laughs> it was sort of like just kind of hanging, hanging there. Just like if, if my arm moved too fast, it yeah. kind of wobbled around. Oh, it weird. was like inconvenient at all the worst times. Yeah. Cause you, you can't put your arm anywhere. Right? Yeah. So, so did you have to take like a, like a, I was on antibiotics like a yeah. week. So yeah. my skin looks great. <laughs> <laughs> But it was really odd. And they, I, like, I'm blaming you because you came over that day and I, it must be something you did. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> For sure. So you have no idea like, how it happened. No, I that's thought it might weird. be like a spider bite. So that's what happened anyone outside. Then I got yeah. like staff and it, like, I had to like fucking properly get like, yeah, a, right? like a 10 inch thing in my like needle in my butt of anti penicillin or something. Yeah, right. Okay. And it was just like, bro, you, you had to stopped it was there's two kinds it's not as the as bad kind but if i hadn't i could have like lost my finger well the doctor was literally yeah. like if yeah. it doesn't go down in a couple of days you got to come back because we're gonna have to like drain it and stuff yeah look you guys don't need to know this we, we appreciate you uh listening yeah. to us ramble if you want to stick around and listen to us talk about our weeks and about the things we've been up to feel free uh there will be time codes in the description as always shared by friend of the show and editing master mr matthew bliss but dl on a scale of one to really, 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 really messed up, how many stars do you think that story should yeah, get I'd us for this podcast? Five, five degrees of swollen, five stars. There you go. Uh, I got it. Go. We do normally five talk about the movies and things. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this has gone way off topic. If this is anyone's first time listening to the podcast, this is so not in our wheelhouse. <laughs> I wasn't going to talk about my elbow. I was going to ask you if you'd seen the Deadpool trailer. Elbow but then it just came out. Yeah, yeah it, is, it is a bit out there. Um, I did see the Deadpool trailer. It was good. What do you think? funny it, i mean so we, good it choked you we don't even know <laughs> we don't know what the story's gonna be we kind of do but we don't know why wolverine is there <laughs> why it's now called deadpool and wolverine yeah but uh look it looks like it's gonna be fun like they're them, gonna combine i think they're gonna combine it in a way that they don't have to commit which is good which is great and it yeah. looks like a different tva interestingly to the loki one yes and the other thing that's interesting is it looks like there are different variations of wolverine in it from the comics so mm. it's one when he's walking up behind him and he's at like a poker table. That's a very specific look of Wolverine that isn't maybe the one you'd expect it to be. Mm. And then there's a big scrap between them and I can't wait to see the big scrap. Do you reckon yeah. they'll just fight for like a minute and they'll be mates? 
I, I don't know. I think that they'll probably, it'll probably digress into humor quickly. Oh, where where get... like he's super serious and angry. And, right. Yeah. Right. And, and Deadpool can't Deadpool. stop winking at the camera. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. I love the wig he had on in the beginning as well. It's so bad. It was so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think he this is a comedy. It'd be awesome if it was like in the MCU broadly, but the co- the comedy is different. I think it's going to set up Secret Wars. I, I was, though, for, I, this was sent to, to us by yeah. a bunch of friends of the show. Thank you all. Thank you, friend of the show. Jacob, Matt, all the ones who sent this over. One of the things that I was thinking while I was watching this was it feels like they're just trying to force their way to Secret Wars as quickly as humanly possible so they can just reboot. They can just go, oh, Captain America's back, Iron Man's back, all the ones you love are back, they're just different people now. Because this is the first step to that, I think. And then they'll have the Fantastic Four movie, which now all the characters have been confirmed. It's definitely going to be Pedro Pascal. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't love the Pascal, unless that is also another Secret Wars thing where they'll just recast him at the end. But why get Pedro Pascal if you're going to recast him? Yeah, I mean, they did the same thing with what's his name? (laughs) Who? Jim Albert. Jim Albert, uh, the guy, the Boston guy. Yeah. John Kronowski or Kr- Kr- John Krasinski. Krasinski. Where well, we're just in it for you cannot yeah. say his uh, name. it's too early. <laughs> it's like John, the Chris's. John Kr- Krasinski. <laughs> Krasinski. It's a weird it's a weird name. Anyway, the him, you know, he's a big name. They wanted He was years. a fan cast. He was a he was a cameo. Uh my point being, like, I don't know that they should do that. What, Why? Recast? No, just like rush towards something. Like I just think they realize it's diminishing returns and that the characters they've brought in aren't hitting any bells right no one's going i can't wait for the next doctor strange movie and no one's going where's the next i, I would watch the next doctor strange. I, I that's know, about the only one we're like we're we're nerds we like this stuff no but everything Whereas else i agree regular folks who take a movie up to a billion dollars the people you need to get outside of the nerds they're not going oh i can't wait to see i don't know the next eternals film you know you're not getting that yeah <sighs> I mean, yeah, because the movies are bad. Yeah, well, not exactly. because of not because of the eternal. So my point is, like, if you actually made good movies, like, yes. Well, who's to say that a new Captain America movie of the same thing we just saw is going to be any good? Well, there is a new Captain America movie coming out, so yeah. we'll see how that goes. Anyway, apparently got Indiana Jones himself in it, which I can't. Oh, well, there's a thing I've been up to this week. I forgot to mention. I uh, I bought a bloody Xbox just for this game. Is it out? I really so really annoyingly there was a big leak from Microsoft and so I bought an Xbox two days before this leak came out because I want to play Indiana Jones, I want to play Starfield. <laughs> it's a game that I'm currently playing, I'm gonna talk about in a minute. It got leaked two days later that all that stuff is eventually just gonna come to PlayStation. Oh, so no. I'm really, really, really frustrated. Oh my god, that's annoying. I was like, luckily I got the Xbox super cheap. I got it like second that pre-owned, yeah. pre-loved, whatever yeah. they call it nowadays. Like it wasn't expensive, but at the same time I'm like, I don't I don't know if I need this. <laughs> you had to know that they were going to do that, right? Because of all the antitrust stuff. Like, if they keep buying studios and then making it exclusive, like mm. they, I think they might run into trouble. Not that I think mm. it's fair, but I think that they might. Yeah, they might. So, so it was always kind of like, at the very least, it'll be PC. Oh, they all yeah. they always come on yeah. PC, but well, they have least. to. Well, they yeah. own PC as well, yeah. obviously. So. Windows, yeah. <laughs> Funny that. Uh, I, I don't know. I just thought some of these because they are. They were saying they were exclusives, but specifically the Indiana Jones one, and that made me really excited. What was the leak? What did it say? Why did? They, why are they making it? I honestly don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. just assuming it's money. Like, yeah. think about how much extra cash you could That's make. That's what I'm saying. There's really no reason for them not to. Do right? It. Like they were talking about making Call of Duty an Xbox exclusive, but why? Yeah. They make so much money, yeah. and apparently there's uh, a report that came out this week that PlayStation has outsold Xbox two to one. Mm. This this iteration of them, PlayStation Five and Xbox Series XX, whatever it is. Excess. <laughs> There's no room for excess anything. <laughs> like, yeah, that's interesting. So does Microsoft just eventually take over the the production software reoccurring game, like the Netflix stuff, and then could PlayStation's basically the hardware? Could be it. Who knows? Because like, why would you stay in that game? Well, I guess they must make some money from selling the game. Well, I guess they also need to be able to have some reason for people to go like use theirs instead of PlayStation's at some point. Like they need the leverage that they could be in the market. Yeah, the thing yeah. that's really wigged me out about having an Xbox. Yeah. Is that the the controllers still need batteries? Really? Even now, in 2024, you still well, can't have you to buy put... a charge rechargeable one. Yeah, you could. No, you can buy rechargeable batteries, but uh, they come with a remote which needs double A batteries. In 2024, uh, like grow up Xbox. <laughs> you know what weird, I mean? Yeah. Come on, Microsoft, <laughs> help us out a little bit. Because I was gonna say I always had the rechargeable ones, but yeah, right. Because obviously, 
if that's the why would it? <laughs> but it arrives and I was trying to play it and I was like, why isn't this, why isn't this turning on? Like I've been charging it all day and then I was yeah. like, holy shit, there is literally a hole. It's <laughs> like you're like it's empty. I was like, this uh, is bullshit. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> what have you been up to, buddy? What's been happening? Oh, did your brother ever watch the Percy Jackson TV show? Did you ever uh, find he out? He said he watched it. He said like, yeah, it's okay for Disney. Yeah, like, right, right, okay. He's like, it's all right for Disney. Like, they they've done well. They didn't fuck up the story, but it is like, I it is what it is for this IP. Yeah, like, right, okay. You know, that's what he said. It's, I mean, it's, yeah. like I say in my video, it's more check us out on YouTube. We are Podcast Assemble. It's more like age appropriate. They seem like they act like teenagers for the most part. They have their little stories going on. I didn't but, mind it. They're angst. They're teenage. There's angst. a little bit of angst. It's just a, just enough. Emo angst. Okay. Um, what have I been up to? I actually started, tried to finish Halo season one because season two came out. It is so bad. <sighs> I think I watched two episodes. It Three is so, episodes. Dude, it is so bad. Yeah. Like there's like, I just don't understand how you could butcher something so bad that's already good. Like why? Yeah. Like why change an IP so much when you know you have good story? Yeah, right. You have fans loyal to it. And good story usually means more people like it. Instead, you it just makes no sense. Anyway, I heard that it picks up in like the last two episodes. And I'm like, how could it? I'm at, I'm at, <laughs> they've I'm changed at, so much of it already. I, like, yeah, what's I'm like, the at episode seven, I'm like, how could it? Like, they've changed so much in such like in such ways that are so anti the actual canon. Yeah, that right. I'm like, when the first like episode, the core of it, like in the first episode, old mate takes his helmet off. And like it's that, like, I don't even care about that. But, but oh, like, I get your literally point. Literally, immediately, if you're trying to piss off fans, yeah. that's what you well, do. I think that's the statement right. they're making. Yeah, right. right. But, uh, like, it's not. This even, ain't your grandpappy's halo. Yeah, exactly. It's not even that. It's like, they've made him like an emo little bitch. Yeah. And he's like a fucking super soldier, like, cold to the mission, cold yeah. motherfucker. Like, and it's like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. What is <laughs> What is this? I don't want this like psychological couch season of why he's a like super super scarred by what yeah. he is. Like get there eventually. I don't even know what he is yet. Yeah, exactly. You can do that yeah, in like yeah. three seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the I don't know. It's it's shocking. It's so bad. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't carry on with it. But apparently, the season two they got one of the guys that wrote the books, ah. which were quite good if I remember as a kid. And so I'm I'm just as a fan, I'm going to watch this just to know what not to do if you ever adapt something yeah like, right you know what i mean i want to see like okay this is like how you really terribly are we talking about out. when we're going to be directors together exactly. in the future and we're and just as a fan i mean like, of course a, absolutely like it's fun i you should you what you should do is when you finally publish whatever book it is that you, yeah. you get to first you should make I sure that publish you, it, yeah. you have <laughs> the rights kind of you. <laughs> you should make sure you have the rights to uh any distribution of it or you know creation of any media from it so that you have to at least be an executive producer of course man that's, of course that's the goal because that's just where you have when you publish your first book, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a big studio comes in and asks for it. The uh, <laughs> the the reality is, though, um, this this is going to be a shitty show. Okay, I'm almost positive. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't watch. I have eight. I have four days left of my Paramount Plus because I canceled it. Yeah, right. So I'm like, all right, I'll just like <laughs> something had to give. I'll, I'll like this will be the last thing, and yeah. that's why. <laughs> yeah, like, I can see that. Yeah, good work. Good work on you. I feel like. I feel like what scares me a little bit about, you know, the book series that you're in love with at the moment, the Red yeah. Red Sun or whatever it's called. I think it'll be very hard to adapt. Right. And I feel like this is what I'm expecting. This, this, what's it called? Red, Red Rising. Rising. I feel like this is what I'm expecting from an adaptation of that. I just if don't have get, high hopes for yeah, an adaptation. If that's what you get, then it's like a really big bummer. Yeah, right. Because, because so the, much of it's in his head as well, you know? Like, well, that's like all books though. No, I get that book. Like, I, it is adaptable. There's enough there in character and world. I just think, A, you need to be like, it needs the Game of Thrones treatment where like you don't have a big budget for the first couple seasons and you still make it good. You make it about the characters and about yeah. the world. There was like, what, one big war episode in that entire first season where they basically skipped the war? Well, the idea was, <laughs> yeah, like, the idea was that they weren't going to the do budget. any wars yeah. so they could do it on a budget. So yeah. interestingly, those guys, Benioff and Weiss, Speaking of, they, I think they'd be good they, for this. They have a new series coming out on Netflix yeah, in March this year, March twenty one, and it's called Three Body Problem. It's, pr- but it's pretty famous. It's yeah, apparently. So yeah. apparently, it's awesome. Yeah. So, but this also is a complete series, so they might actually not fuck it up. Well, that's what I, th- I was like. I was texting the boys about that because like they were like, "Oh, these guys are back," and I'm like, "Yeah, but like they did a good job when they had source material." Yeah, right. And these are the guys that also did like 
you know, other stuff. Like, and they've done Troy or he did Troy. Oh, really? Which like is kind of like of the ilk of Red Rising in the sense of like the, the mythology. He's very he's very into that. Okay. Um. So I, I actually thought they would be good. Who's for he? This. Benioff. Benioff. Why? And well, both of them, but Benioff in particular did Troy. Benioff and all wise. <laughs> Couple of couple of Game of Thrones alumni in this, by the way. Yeah. Uh, old mate uh, John Bradley, who is Samuel Tarley, is in this. Who's the dude who has his fingers cut off? I've forgotten his name in Game of Thrones. Oh, he's Stannis's uh, yeah. main dude. Yeah, he's in I it too. I love that guy actually. Yeah, he's da- a great uh, actor. Some with a D. He's <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Loves the D. Dave da- Davos. Davros. 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 That's wrong. That's from uh, Doctor Who. Davos is correct. Yeah. yeah. And there's a couple of others. I think one of them. Oh, Benedict Wong's in that as well in the new one. So mm. cast's looking pretty fun. No, it'll be it'll be probably. I mean, it's it's a really good series. I've heard. Yeah, I okay. mean, many people have told me to, to read it. I'm excited to give that a go because I feel like those guys with a complete story could do something excellent. Yeah, I want I want them to do the Red Rising one, but that, I'm crazy. That'd be interesting. But he needs to finish think, it first. Let I him finish. He's got one left. Let him I finish. Think the books. I think he could pull this off. I think they could pull this off. I think they know how to do this. I think with the yeah. final book, they might. Well, let's yeah. let's wait and see we see what three-body problem is. Um, yeah. I did a fun thing this week that I think you'll really like, and it might be coming into one of our many, many anthologies at some point, one we came up with while we were doing our awards for this mm. year, which was movies that slipped under the radar that we should have watched. Yes. And I watched Renfield. Now, I don't oh, know. It's still on my list. Yeah. I'll I don't save know. it for my flight today. Right. Okay, cool. I don't uh, know if you remember this, I but do. it's... Uh, what's the, uh, it's Nicholas Cage. What's the guy's name? Hang on. Uh, Nicholas, Co- Nick Holt. Nick Holt. Yeah. Nick Holt's in it as, as the titular Renfield. And it's actually set in the modern day. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a bit weird. Like, I'm not saying it's not weird. It's going to be weird. It's short. It's pithy. And it's got, it's just different. I really enjoyed it yeah, in like a weird it, yeah. way. Like it's, yeah, I'm really hard. This is a podcast, so words are the main thing to do here. But <laughs> I'm struggling to put words to exactly what it is because it's gory. Uh, it has some pretty messed up action beats in it. Yeah, he himself gets the shit kicked out of him a lot. There's some like weird body horror in there, kind of like the thing with Dracula when he gets beat when he gets like hit by sun rays. It's in and. I tell you what, Nick Cage is 100% Nick Cage in this as well. Yeah, like, I think that this he movie is exists so because Nick he Cage. wanted it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fun. Like, I enjoyed it a lot. It's not one to watch with the partner. I can be quite clear on that. Okay. I, I watched it while the partner was out at yoga. Just because it's so gruesome? Yeah, and also it's weird. And you know what Nick Cage is like? Yeah. I mean, excuse the pun, but he's fully got his teeth into this role. And he's <laughs> like... <laughs> Had to be done. Yeah. It's good. I think you'll I think you'll enjoy it. Uh I'm not sure how we're gonna go about in terms of breaking it down as some sort of, uh, on like a podcast because it is just a lot of things. So Okay, you said a lot there a with go. that a lot. But I don't I'm glad you didn't spoil anything. But I'm trying not to spoil anything because yeah. I know you want to watch it too. Yeah, I do. I like Nick Holt in it. I think he's good. I don't love Nick Holt as an actor. He can't there's something about him. There's not just, enough of him for me to make a call, to be honest. He's in a lot of stuff. He's in more stuff than you'd think. No, he's in a lot of stuff. I just don't see it. Yeah, okay. Well, Mad Max was pretty good, but he's like a peripheral character. He, he's barely in that. He's like He was in the X Men movies. They they well, were oh yeah, they were beast. all shit. Um Wasn't like, he Beast? Yeah, he like he's like he's fine. I just don't think he's got that star power. Do you know what I mean? I think he's he, gonna be Lex Luthor in the new I, Superman film. Oh, is he? Yeah. I think he doesn't I think he doesn't choose roles that would actually give him a bigger profile like yeah. or or highlight his he's trying to be a star and it's really like he actually could be more of like a comedy like indie that gets big style yeah actor. I really opinion. just don't know what he where he would land. Like yeah. he feels like he's trying to do the sort of gosling yeah. Jill, Jill Hall thing but he's of not, trying he, everything. I don't think he's I don't think he's that like nothing's really stuck I, think. I don't think he's got that much star power to be like no. a god like he needs to go out a different way like i think he's more likely to be like an adam driver he's not as good at acting uh. but like that guy went hbo weird indies yeah and then like just good movies just and eventually weird. became big yeah well like aquafina's in this and you know what she is she's just comedy she's just yeah. i find her a bit annoying usually yeah quite liked her in this though like different and it needed a it needed a Nick Cage. It yeah. really did. It needed the star power. Yeah. Did you know Nick Cage is the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola? No, in, but there's a bunch of like weird Francis Ford Coppola like yeah, right? connections. Well, this like he's just like a, a a Hollywood octopus that like everything. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, I mean, you must have had plenty Hydra. of yeah, Hollywood octopus. That's More fucking hydrous. grim. Yeah. Apparently, when Nick Cage started in Hollywood, he was using Nick Coppola as his name. And it was actually stopping him getting work. So, like, he would get work 
and <laughs> people, changed it to pe- pe- people would just like spout couple of movie lines at him like just be shouting the nut uh, 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 on set and uh, he was he hated it and it was actually like holding him back in some respects so he decided cage was of all things of all things well actually interestingly and like i don't know why i know this this is in my brain for some reason and this is what this podcast is about yeah he based it off the marvel comic book character luke cage who had a netflix show at the same time daredevil was on massive black guy who's bulletproof effectively uh the show's yeah. actually really good deals with a lot of interesting sort of black on black problems it's really really interesting in parts without being it gets a bit dull at times too but okay interesting that he went for a comic book character who he loved as a kid mm. nicholas cage Fair enough i mean he's sorry nicholas coppola it, it, should i say it plays yeah <laughs> his name plays for the movies he selected i recommend redfeld to you okay i feel like Watch the trailer, and if it doesn't look like your thing, don't watch it because it's not going to be. Okay. Yeah, I don't recommend Halo. That wasn't clear. <laughs> um, what else have I done? Dude, I've been, again, basically, I've been reading. I've been trucking through that series that you oh, see. Yeah, that, why do you Why do you hate it so? I don't hate it. I just you, haven't had time you, to read it. You're so neg. On it's this. so neg. So I, just, uh, I just love the fact that it, you love it so It is much. so, I got through you one of You are so wrapped up in it. I got through one of the dopest chapters that ever. new tattoo on your shoulder of one of the paragraphs yes. is really sweet i, I like i actually that you had, a, I had a dream that i got a tattoo last night <laughs> oh my god of, and I of a quote from this book and it was like something if i can be honest it, I, I say my, it say i don't it. know if my brother listens to this it was like the same tattoo as my brother got which i like one of his i don't here we go and, and then <laughs> i was like it's all coming out i was now. like how did this happen like what and then i woke up like literally my alarm went off and i was like i didn't get closure on my my tattoo it was exactly <laughs> like my brother's and you have to send this episode to your brother yeah. The point I'm making is it is it, it was like this is the new series is very, very inspired by Game of Thrones. You can kind of tell. really like the way he's doing certain. I mean, all of it is, but like he he's definitely inspired by it. And I'm about it's slower to start because they had to basically reset, you know, 10 year gap whole, right. whole series. But I'm at the halfway point and it's kicking off. This is Iron Gold It's starting to get like pretty good again. And uh, this is the second trilogy, the first book in the second trilogy. Okay, got it. Yeah. And it's definitely apparently this is like the hardest one to get through, but it's quite it's really good still and basically sets up a pretty epic uh, couple, three books after. So, okay, we'll come back to me when you finish it. I'm intrigued to know you'll. It's hard to talk about books because I don't want to spoil anything for you. By the time we see each other next in like three weeks time, whatever, you'll probably finished all of them. Ten days. But yeah, Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. I would have seen you for a little while. I'm definitely bringing, it's hurting me in here. I'm definitely bringing the next one. I'm halfway through this one, so I'm bringing the next one. So I, I, keep, a lot of I keep doing this. The one book that I've told you about, this something, something throne of glass. I keep going to myself, ah, I'll just read one more chapter and give it one more opportunity. And I read it and I'm like, this isn't terrible. Like I'm at the point where it should be kicking. Like the story should be kicking good. off. So have I. That's what's annoying me. I'm like, when does this get good? So effectively it's about an assassin. She is... Uh, she was in this hectic, like, sort of allegory for, like, one of the Nazi camps. Mm. And she gets brought into, uh, as a mine, it's a mine in this, but she gets brought into the king, the conquering king's uh, son's... Retinue? Yeah, she she gets put into this competition to try and be the king's servant, effectively, or, like, his dagger. Um, yeah. So, like, the, the version of the story is, like, they have to go through all these trials, and they're built up all the characters who are going to be in the trials. And I'm like, this is going to be really interesting. And then it gets to, like, the first trial. I'm like, yes, finally, the first trial. This might actually get good now. Yeah. The first trial is, like, a fucking archery competition. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, just do something cool. Like, have <laughs> them stab each other's eyes out. Like, she's, she's, like, this coiled, like, snake ready to pounce. Yeah, and every time you think she's gonna, it just lets you down. And I'm I, like, I think that's what I've read about this book. That it ugh. takes, it gets like super long and yeah. drawn out, and in like too basically much, much Arya chapters of Game of Thrones, but right forever. Right, it's just too long, and yeah. like I don't love the chapters, and then it just flips halfway through to like someone else's perspective in a chapter, and I'm like, that's fine, but you're not setting this up very well. Mm. Like every sixth or seventh chapter, it'll like flick someone else's perspective for like four pages, and yeah. I'm like what yeah. <laughs> why is this happening i'm so confused yeah so my brain's a bit out on it i'm gonna uh, literally i'm probably gonna try and finish it whenever i get five minutes to myself because i just want to get it done i want to yeah. get through it and be able to say no it's shit i don't recommend it or yes i do yeah know? totally but Fair anyway the other thing i was doing which i was actually meant to talk to you about was i told you i bought the xbox yes one of the reasons i bought the xbox was because the internet has been 
ablaze with talk of this game. So this game is called Pal World. I don't know if you've heard of it. Have I haven't. You? No. I've All been, right. And I've been in an RV under a rock, apparently. Right. It's been. It, it is the zeitgeist right now in the gaming What's community. Pal World. So Pal what it World. is. So. Put, put it all right so, so fucking lame if you just grabbed <laughs> like a so bunch lame. of big video game mechanics and sort of like club them together so yeah. we're talking it's got a bit of fortnite in there yeah. it's got a bit of um survival game in there it literally has their take on pokemon in there it is madness so it's being put it's been like um how like the tagline for it the unofficial tagline is effectively pokemon with guns because you can build these guys up and get them guns and shit it is the weirdest game, mm. but for some reason, I'm sinking hours and hours into this. Xbox? Yes, it is on Xbox, yeah, and it's it's Xbox and PC right now, and it's really frustrating, but in a way that seems, like, the satisfaction loop is really long. Yeah. Like, it takes ages to get any satisfaction, but as soon as you get it, you're like, oh yeah, I can spend that amount of time again building a new base for no reason. Oh man. It's real. like, I don't know why. But I'm enjoying. It. I I no I, I get those games. I try and stay away from games like that because me sink too. Hours into it. Me yeah. too. Like uh, the next game I play will probably be Alan Wake. I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, like, I like Pokemon. Like that's that's my like yeah, childhood. No, I mean, so everybody played Pokemon. It makes sense that this yeah. thing, which is kind of like an evolution, an of adult that, Pokemon. More so, adult Pokemon sounds like. Yeah, I was gonna say which, you're, you're a bit weird. But... <laughs> it sounds like a weird. <laughs> you're like club. exactly. Yeah. You're like, oh, like, oh, like a weird club that I don't know. Think I ever want yeah, to go you, near. You are are i've seen your search history i would uh, absolutely recommend power world if you like any of those mechanics that i just mentioned if you okay. like if you can't deal with survival mechanics like you need to get a torch in the first like hour of playing otherwise your guy just dies at night time oh god and i actually changed the settings because one of the settings is literally that if you die at any point you lose everything so like not like a souls like game where you would lose the xp of built up everything so like you lose your weapons you Why lose would they, everything you're holding that's the default setting right right this is like a uh, this is like an old school game well it's more just to make it harder well that's like an old school thing like that for sure games yeah. aren't like that anymore so know? i changed that i was literally like, i don't like i don't have the time or energy or yeah. desire to do that so i just changed it so i don't lose anything <laughs> i'm like i don't care i yeah. i just want to catch fun pokemon looking things and run on. yeah it's good i recommend but definitely change the settings when you start, because fuck yeah, me, that would think, be so frustrating. I don't so think I'll be playing that one, but I appreciate the concept and the zeitgeist. Then the partner was not happy that I bought another console. We've oh, now no. got PlayStation Five, Xbox Series S, and the Switch. I mean, that's what I've always had, right? Actually, I don't have the new Xbox; I have the old one. Yeah, okay. It's it's good. It's actually quite small. Like it's smaller than the the OG ones, yeah. but like yay big. Yeah, what would you say? Like you can't literally like play. The thing is, it's more like. It's just the expense because it's like a new cancel doesn't mean you're going to play more. No. You know what I mean? It's more just you have more variety in what you get to play. Well, interestingly, so what I'm only using it for games on uh, Game Pass. Yeah. So if I'm I'm not actively buying games unless when Indiana Jones comes out, I'll probably buy that. Yeah. Because it's just the the one that's digital only. So you can just download stuff. So I'm only getting out of as much as I put in effectively. So you pay the $15, whatever it is a month for Game Pass. And then outside of that, like, I'm not spending extra money. So that's yeah. it. And as soon as I get sick of playing Starfield or I get sick of playing Pal World, I'll just kill it until yeah. I need it again. Have you have you bought Starfield? It's on Game Pass. Are you? Oh, so you're so going to play just, Starfield. I've just Starfield's got it. Interesting because it's got like mid reviews, but then people love it. Right. Isn't that I'm so sure strange? It will be fun. I think it just sounds like it's like really grindy at the start. It sounds a bit like Dead Man's Sky, as in like yeah. they needed to spend another year working on it. And, and they, they just couldn't. They had to put it out. Yeah. yeah. So guys, look, we've been gibbering about things that we've been doing, but if you've been up to anything, let us know. Hit us up at Podcast Assemble or thepodcastassemble at gmail.com or find us at www.podcastassemble.com. That's where you can find all of our contacts. And I think our new tagline is send us memes, news, and reviews. There you go. We're doing memes, it. News and reviews. Fish bash bosh. Send us, out. send us memes, man. I love it when people send us memes. A bunch of people sent us all the stuff from the Super Bowl this week. One thing that we're about to talk about that a lot of people sent us because based off our current trilogy, anthology, yeah, whatever it is. It is a trilogy. We're finishing it off, baby. They sent us the trailer to Kingdom for the Planet of the Apes. Yes. And we are doing the prelude to that today. It's the main topic theme. Do you want to preface our main topic? Yeah, this this time it is not the dawn. It is not the rise. <laughs> They're not it rising not at the, dawn. anything other than the war. Which it is rise first, DL. Don't forget. Rise first, <laughs> dawn second. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and war third. War of the Planet of the Apes. We're here, baby. Um, we made it. 
Yeah, a movie that I'm not sure needed to exist, but no, well, we'll talk. Kind of feels like a duology show. that just they added a. They're like we need to be. I like how it's like, right. We're going to yeah. talk about that. Do you have a stupid um, plot summary? For I this? do. I do. Cool guys don't look at explosions. <laughs> Ape edition. <laughs> I've mine's been different. Mine's just like whoa. <laughs> what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. While I'm doing the that's ape strong that's thing, a bit in front racist. Of me. What you just did? No, that was doing. I was doing an ape impression. <laughs> What's racist about that? Don't give me. Don't give me that shit. This is again from director Matt <laughs> Reeves. <laughs> I don't know if I can't do the I can't do the Caesar voice particularly he's well. It's not a good. He's, it's not a good. He, he does. His, he does his best Batman impression in this. Yeah. He's uh, again, Matt Reeves doing this. He did the Batman as we talked about. I really like Matt Reeves. I think he's got like a visual style or visual flair. Yeah. Which really grabs me i agree um andy circus is back woody harrelson's new to this i really liked that woody harrelson character we'll talk about it in a minute uh steve zahn played bad ape we're gonna talk about him bad ape maurice is back baby i didn't realize maurice was played by by a lady uh karen conoval neither did i i did not until and i saw the cgi it's like oh my god that makes so much sense i was watching a bit of behind the scenes because yeah. the expressive features it, it, it mapped like the way it mapped to the face i know it's wet of course yeah. it's gonna be amazing but it was great uh, a couple of others to quickly call out nova who is in this who is a human character um, Amaya Miller, I think we'll talk a little bit about her. It's a cool cast. Yeah. I think I like it. I, it is a cool cast. You missed the most intriguing one, though. Which was? Cornelius. Oh, Cornelius. <laughs> well, uh, well, I was holding off saying Cornelius. Okay, okay, wait, wait, because wait, wait. <laughs> we are bringing back one of our favorite sections, which we don't do every week, but we do as regularly as we can, which is goofy IMDb pictures. Okay, so you're using Cornelius. Yeah, of course. Okay. And I said this to Dre last night because... I was looking for a goofy IMDb picture. Our current MVP, by the way, is William Fichtner, who oh. is the bank manager from The Dark Knight. Go look him up. The reason we do goofy IMDb picture, it's not to make fun of people's faces. It's not to, you know, it's it's not to cast aspersions at people's, uh, what people look like. It is literally to be like, this is your entry point for some people to find you on the internet, IMDb. Yeah. Why on earth is this your most public picture? And William Fichtner, he has this really random picture thank you friend of the show reeks for bringing this to our attention (laughs) where he's effectively sucking a lemon it's really weird he's got like a a really strange uh facial position so the challenger this week as you so rightly brought up is cornelius from this movie now i sent you this over text because i was baffled (laughs) yeah i was baffled (laughs) when i saw the imdb profile of devon dalton who is cornelius which is caesar's tiniest son little baby he's a little baby right and it turns out that devon dalton is not only kind of gorgeous but also uh effectively a do you reckon she's a bodybuilder she's She's massive she's like obviously a female fitness model or something she is and her imdb picture it's not particularly goofy it's more about this role is her quite i don't know man she it's quite an like it's erotic it's an erotic picture it's black and white it's got a lot of erotic things about it and i was like this is supposed to be a child (laughs) tommy sends this to me and he says why is cornelius voiced by a female bodybuilder and it sends the imdb but it just shows the thumbnail just and i'm literally texting you and gail's like right over my shoulder and it's just (laughs) this image which is like very much like a racy shot it's so racy and she's like what's going on i was like see that little ape (laughs) because we were watching the movie (laughs) like that's that little ape (laughs) <laughs> i don't know if this is a real challenger for goofy i be picture it's not really not no, i like this one though Fair. but i i think it's i just think it's so random it is random because where i mean like, I, I looked it at is. her imdb and she's not been a huge amount of other things no there's a couple of other roles weirdly where she's doing like the cg like the whole yeah. body piece but um it's i was just i was just so confused when i saw it yeah i mean i can understand why because there's a very two conflicting dif- like if you're watching cornelius a little time. cute ape and you see that Big time. there's a, I know which one is more threatening yeah, right. and I know which one is also more. I don't know, actually. Her intriguing. thighs are pretty yeah. threatening. That's what I'm saying. She could crush my head quite easily. I'm pretty sure. So which is for you, DL, the um, goofiest of those two IMDb pictures? I mean, I can't compromise the sanctity of the IMDb competition. It's, it's completely fair. Uh, as much as I would like to vote for Devin Dalton, because I mean, it's a stunning photo. You know, let's be honest. It's maybe in a slightly different like range of goofiness for imdb it is, Maybe, it's, yeah. it's a goofy it's a goofy cast it's goofy <laughs> i think it's in it she does a great job in it yeah no and, and honestly she she does do well he's he's great 
a little Cornelius, but really I'm gonna have Cornelius. to go. I'm gonna have to go with the reigning champion. Keep the reigning keep, champion. Yeah, we gotta keep him in. in, in I'm in trying play. to remember who the reigning champion was for a long time. Oh, man, I just I was trying to find the spirit of Goofy Andrew Pitch on my phone, which is of course Mr. Ray Buktenica, who has been our. I mean, he's the overlord of this, really. Now, by now, isn't he? He's like yeah. a step above Goofy. I need to be pitched. He has to be. He's he's a he's a god amongst men. I feel like he's the final boss, like in a yeah. video game. When yeah. like when we have one who reigns <laughs> for like five weeks, we played him off against Ray Buktenica, and if he if they lose, they just get stricken from the books. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> he takes their soul like Shang Tsung. Yeah. Um, talk to me about this movie then. Like, what's the what, what fucking happens in this deal? Not not that much actually. Whoa, yeah. buddy, I mean, like, it's a good fuck. I actually was going to summarize the plot. It's literally the same thing as last time. Humans, human bad, discover apes in their civilization. This time it wasn't accidental. They were proactively well, they were hunting them. Weren't they they really? were hunting them. Battle, fight. They fight each other. Apes try to flee and change the course of this. Humans continue to fight them <laughs> for some reason. And for for like you know what reason I don't know because the apes are obviously killing you and they're trying to leave you alone leave them be right but they're really trying not yeah. to be dragged the into big, this the big change is humans kind of like you know it's not just apes hurting apes the humans are hurting apes and yeah. humans are also hurting the humans there's a conflict within the humans and that's really the core and the apes are kind of caught in the middle and that's really the core of the plot I think the thing I don't I think like, I missed anything <laughs> I think the thing I like about this is that the thing that simultaneously I like and brings this movie right down for me is that there's no cobra in this yeah. and sort of in a way, this is complete spoilers, by the way, so we're going to yeah. talk about this whole film. In a way, the loss of Caesar's family turns him a little bit into that Cobra character, but he still has all the respect and all the love of all the apes. So you never see him 100% go down that route. He's still quite a stoic character. Mm. I, I feel like if you're going to have him as sort of the an, anti-antagonist of the ways. piece... They did yeah, it both ways. You yeah. can't, like, he has to go one way or the other and then either be redeemed at the end or, you know, like fall because of it, because well, of his or, humans. Or there must be a, there has to be a bigger cost that yeah, he right. wears, right? Like, yeah. which they didn't really, I mean, he had one guy die. It's a two yeah. or three. But then at the end, a bunch of them get killed. Yeah. But point being like, actually, the, the bare bones of this movie, like the things they were trying to do, I think there was some good Well, yeah, ideas. Woody Harrelson's gone crazy, right? Yeah. Woody Harrelson has a platoon of men He's gone nuts and his whole goal in life is to wipe out these apes because the virus, which we talked about in the last film, has mutated. And it's interestingly... This part is... This is a really interesting This is the interesting part for me. And this is where my theory is coming into pass. The the virus from the last movies, which were killing people originally, is now mutated and turning people into more ape-like so they can't speak. Their their functions don't work quite as well. So like the hand-eye coordination and such. So they are effectively becoming the second species on, yeah. on the planet and it's affecting more and more people so like i say this is really makes me excited because I, my theory is that the way this movie is these movies were tracking yeah. is that by the end of this second trilogy which is starting to come out this year with kingdom of the planet of the apes it is going to end with the charlton heston type character arriving back on earth and having his you blow it all to hell moment because this is the first step of that. So in those movies, the humans are, they, they can't speak. They uh, have smaller brain capacity. They, you know, they're the second class citizens. They're running around in the in the muck and stuff. Mm. And interestingly, we saw the first trailer for Kingdom just today. If anyone hasn't seen it, go check it out. It's literally that from the first movie yeah. with with um the the girl from The Witcher as the main human character who's a bit more intelligent. Yeah, no, it, it seems like it's like they're they're telegraphing this in a way that you you know that's why I think there will be a twist on it. Like yeah, it won't so be too. exactly the same because it's like we'll, we'll we'll see. But I I think the the general beats will be the same. But I don't know if we'll get like the guy from space all alone, you know, with a bunch of apes. There's this kind of Kissing apes? There's got to be We've something. Yeah, there's got to be something a bit different. Anyway, the the point being, I think actually, and I'll, upon right, I didn't enjoy this one as much as the other two. Yeah, top level. I this don't was, know yeah. why fully. Yeah. I think it's because I'm not sure it justified that it needed to be made as as well as the other ones. And it ones. was a long ass movie. It was yeah. like two and a half. It was too long, maybe hours. as well. Yeah. The, but like there, I as we've talked about it, I think one of the big things they were trying to explore to your point is okay. Like we've seen you know, the moral, the complexity of like a human rise, right? Yep. Or the, sorry, the, the apes, apes rise, rise and yeah. what the humans have to do and like why they did it and what it drove and what you do once that happens. We've seen like the complexity of like leadership and the moral quandary of like my community versus yours, which was the second one. And then this one is like, almost like, hey, now you're in the, posi- like you're going to be in the position of power. How do you handle it? Because that 
that's like what I thought this movie was trying to tackle with the sure. with the moral question of the humans are now being weakened. But they didn't. The, the apes were in a position of like victim the whole time. So it didn't it kind of like conflicted with what they were trying to do, I think was like, Hey, the, the, the humans are in power, but we're saying they're also weakening because of this virus yeah. and the apes are the victims. So they're, they're not really in a position to do anything other than protect themselves. So there's no yeah, right. real moral stakes. Cause of course they're going to fucking try and get out and fight. Yeah. Like that okay. was my high level. Yeah. I, just, I, I feel like it, it was, it was really interesting giving uh Caesar a bit of a COVID turn. Yeah, they like should have doubled down on that. Though. He went on this sort of like holy crusade. So the short yeah. version of the story is that old mate Woody Harrelson finds out reason, where the apes kills live, to, yeah. kills his family, yeah. thinking he's killed Caesar. And then Caesar goes off on his own with a couple of lackeys in tow and tries to take him out. Take him out. Like yeah. the, the thing that interests me about that is like his motto, the whole the whole movies has been apes strung together. And I'm gonna, yes. You can hear me doing this in the background. Yeah, My partner was doing this this morning, which is mm. hilarious. Which reminds me entirely of that friend skit. You know where the Joey one where he's doing the, the yeah. clack, clicking his hands together. I was like, I was like, what are you doing? So the holy like crusade he goes on for personal vengeance. Yeah. It's like I really like the idea of it. I didn't love the execution. It's that they're very isolated the whole time. That little crew that that their diff- bickering personalities get a bit annoying. Just just do what you gotta do. And the thing that really confused me about this movie, and this is this could be just me sounding like an idiot, or I may be spaced out for a second. Yeah. But so they go one direction, leaving all of the apes to go a different direction to safety. Yeah. Correct. Right. Hundred percent. However, somehow along the way, no, you're not wrong. The apes, the, the the bigger troop of apes, which are going a completely different direction, are captured by the colonel's men and brought to. The end point where Caesar's going and somehow make it there before it's Caesar it's a bit does. of a yada yada. It's like like I agree. What are we like? There should have been some kind of like the geography have, just baffles. Me. And also they, they stumbled on them, right? Like there should have been some kind of plot point where there was a betrayal or I feel like yeah, they I, basically set that up with the donkey storyline. I'm like, why right? didn't they use that as the mechanism for like the, making them the, be caught? Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like the snow character who was one of the apes who had snowy hair, which I think is a bit racist. Was, um, I thought it was cool. That was a great way to be a bit like albino, albino ape or gorilla. Use that. Use that as a way of you know. That's how the colonel's character find finds everyone. Look, I forgot that guy was where in this movie. Going, right? He was like for, in the for the first like twenty minutes, and, of and then he dies halfway yeah. through. It, it, I feel like the logistics of the movie, and I know this is such a fucking nitpick. I'm sorry, I'm a nitpicker. The logistics of the movie didn't make sense to me in how one group got to there before Caesar did, and then. I know Caesar went off into the snow and met Bad Ape, who, by the way, was a. I did not like that character. I didn't at mind all. him. Bad Ape was fine. It was like they're trying to Im- infuse some sort of comedy that just didn't make sense in the. I understand why you context feel that way. of the movie, but there were parts about Bad Ape that I liked. Which parts did you like? The just big jacket is is stupid golem face. Okay, <laughs> he had a golem. He had a bit of a golem vibe, but like dumber. Okay, yeah. All I right, I didn't. I didn't love it. I. I did. No. I did. I found it very interesting the parallels between Caesar and, and Woody Harrelson's character. Obviously, Woody Harrelson killed Caesar's family, but Woody Harrelson's family was killed by the simian flu. They're calling it this virus, and I kind of liked that it was. It kept building towards a showdown between them that yeah. never really came about, yeah. which was equally frustrating and also I kind of liked at the same time. Yeah, no, I I, I enjoyed all that. I the one area that I was going to say. They could have done more of instead of like the all the like there's a lot of fat around like you said the yeah. traveling the repeating yeah, things the betrayal twice like the very the last of us the, just on a horse the, going somewhere they could have cut a lot of that and given us more of like the human on human conflict at the and like the story is then like the apes are just stuck in but like the tragically stuck in between and they just need to mo- like move on because they're realizing humans destroy not just apes but each other. Yeah, because they haven't covered that. Well, the, they didn't cover that in the first two movies. That was the big twist of the whole film. It doesn't need and to be a couldn't, twist. They couldn't have given it straight away if they wanted to have I, it as a twist. I don't think it needs to be a twist. Right. I, I think it. I think you can like that can be a part of the build up. Like, what did we gain by having it be a twist? I kind of like the twist personally. Well, so, but like, what did it service? Because the, the, we knew what was happening anyway. This guy was consolidating power. He is using the apes as he sees fit. He sees them as a threat. They're, well, they're, the, the the twist is that we find out at the end of the film. We're jumping right ahead here. Yeah that there is this big looming threat which is actually kind of help i think helps push the pacing of the movie because without it it's meandering it's too slow it's too long but you have this big 
threat that this army from the north is coming down. You think to help the Colonel Woody Harrelson's team in eliminating the apes. But oh, tur- that's true. But it turns out that Woody Harrelson's character has actually just gone nuts and he's not obeying orders. He's just doing his own thing to try and wipe out the apes however he can. He is torturing them. He's crucifying them. He's gone just batshit crazy. And they're actually coming down to stop him. So what he's doing is he's using the apes to fortify his base so that when this army from the north gets there, they can't actually attack him. I forgot that they basically knew about the army before. Yeah, well, that's what's interesting. That that was the thing that kept me interested. I was like, it it felt like he needed to get his family out, the, the apes out, Caesar, before they got there. And then that big twist, I was like, holy shit, that's actually, that's actually pretty cool. I actually quite like the world building in this as well. I yeah. felt that like it's, I mean, evolved from last or devolved from the last <laughs> film quite a lot, however you want to look at it. It feels like the apes are now the dominant species, you know, yeah. like in many ways. There's more, it feels like there's more of them. They just I, don't have as technologically sound weapons. It didn't feel like that they were the more strong, like the stronger group still to me. It felt like they felt like, I felt like they were victimized on Ma- the verge of extinction the whole time. More harmonious, maybe. Oh, for sure. That that's yeah, that's different. But yeah, I feel like this next movie we're gonna get is gonna be like okay, the apes, apes are in power. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I I do I did like the idea of you know them having almost a more sophisticated natural base than the humans. The humans did have obviously like you know technology in their base, but it felt mm. very cobbled together to me. It felt like rushed, and the fact that the apes were working with with the humans was so interesting to me i was like there are these defectors ones who maybe were scared caesar might yeah yeah I, you know what when I, the more we talk about this movie the, I, I do like a lot of it for some reason i don't know why i think that i just I think, think it was just long and me i think it, i think it was just too long yeah like the con because like the actual principal content is as significant and as worthy of a thing to go right? after and talk about right but i just didn't like it as much but yet still i yeah. think it was because there's a lot of extra war stuff there was a lot of extra war stuff there's a, a lot, lot of, of there's a lot of Caesar just riding a horse and like through the snow and this girl like a lot of attention to her where she really all that all that time focused on her she did like one thing of significance so my, my, two. Per, my like, perce- she didn't need yeah. a bunch of spotlight so my perception of the Nova character was yeah. that she was welcomed by the apes because they felt she was on a similar level to them or at least where they were yeah. and she wanted to live harmoniously so that was signifying to me what the apes would do with the humans if the humans could just get over you're, their you're own You're 100% hubris. correct. Yeah. And that makes that makes complete sense. And I like that as a juxtaposition to like the colonel who is just, let's crucify them or whatever, you know, like, but it it just spent so much time. There was a lot of time with her. Where and it, bad ape. Why the fuck was bad ape in this so much? To be fair, bad ape, I, I would <laughs> say you could cut the meandering. You can cut some of the scenes of the group. Like the... It's a simple concept. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You described it perfectly, Completely. but you don't need much more than she is. Like, if humanity at their they're at their core, they're not this way. Yeah. Right. If this kid can join the group when she's shown yeah. kindness, and then show kindness back in yeah. reception, like that's all you need. And then the little doll thing that eventually kills him. That that's good. I like that. You can cut, but like you get to cut her time fifty percent down. And bad ape, literally, when you put it in perspective, served no purpose. None at all. He was supposed to be comedic values. It's nonsense. Like everything that he did fucking rocket could have done himself right yeah you could have cut him completely and uh, it's interesting you sort of you put that in that perspective because when i'm thinking about the woody harrelson character specifically i didn't love woody harrelson in that role this let me let me explain it's like i thought the character was great the motivations were interesting the juxtapositions built by the movie were fantastic but woody as that character just didn't click for me i didn't feel him as the evil guy he kind of felt Mm. a bit like you know, like Vince Vaughn in season two of True Detective, yeah. where the the tone the, the tone of the character didn't quite make sense. You could have had someone more menacing, and he did a good job of being menacing. I actually liked him, but I take your point. I, I think it was the character the Vince was well written. Is a bit harsh, right? I think he's, I don't think he was that that off, but yeah, it I, didn't click for me for some reason. Just, and it was him. Not saying there's anything bad about him or his performance or the yeah. writing. In fact, all of that was excellent. But just seeing him as that role. And he, he was totally trying to do the um, Apocalypse Now thing that, at the I think beginning. That's what, that's what actually cooked me. Took me was out was like, he is kind of like the Apocalypse Now character. Yeah. like Totally. And, yeah. and the thing that really took me out about it, and sorry, this is where I was meant to go with what you're saying before about the girl character showing compassion. The thing I found most interesting is there was a scene at the beginning where humans find the apes. The apes show compassion. They take their weapons, but send them back to the troops and say, look, we want peace. Don't fuck around with us. We won't fuck around with you. 
And one of the guys is this dude who has like a crossbow. And the dude with the crossbow owes Caesar his life. He seems to be someone we follow all the way through the movie. Yeah, he's always around. And I they was, really didn't want us to forget that. Right? <laughs> I was waiting the whole movie for him to remember that he owed Caesar his life and that he, you know, the whole film. And it just never fucking happened. I was like, and then he got his come ups at the end, he gets exploded and whatnot. But it, yeah. it didn't, that, there was no arc there. There was no. Yeah, there's a couple things where it's like, why did you do this if you're not going to pay it off? Give us or, some like, or like, where's the Chekhov's going? Or it's kind of like in, conf- in conflict with. And he's technically the ones that kill Caesar yeah. at the end. Yeah, right? it's, it's, it's in conflict with like what they're saying with the kid. Or maybe, right. or maybe it's like, maybe the point is like, maybe that's the point who you, who you're around matters. Like, yeah, okay. and I, maybe then that's the juxtaposition between him and the kid, yeah. you know, both of them uh. owe their life. And one of them was like, you know, carte blanc, one's young, one's older and influenced by a fucking maniac. That, that yeah. is a thing as well. Yeah. It, that, that whole troop is full of fucking maniacs, which I, I like the idea of. Caesar's Moses in this, right? No women. He's just Moses. All dudes. I think there were women in there. They just had shaved heads. I saw mostly dudes. I mean... You see what you want to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that just, just says more about you than just about the movie. Uh, so Caesar was written to be like Moses in this. And like the whole, so like the ending of this film, we'll talk about it more in a minute, is effectively uh, Caesar sets off an explosion that blows up some of the base while the troops from the west or the north? north. A direction. The troops from the north are attacking, actually coming to finish the job of taking out the colonel's character. Which, by the way, those guys came in hot. They Sorry. came in hot. <laughs> but the explosion actually causes an avalanche, which like Moses, wipes out both forces at once. That was as like a wave. Apes. So convenient <laughs> as they were running away. Um, but I think the thing that I really liked about the whole plot is they came to take out the colonel. But the colonel had been infected by the simian flu and killed himself. Yeah. Caesar had taken the high ground. He got the gun. I really liked that. That, that yeah. was back to the Caesar the big, we he remember. Was the bigger ape. Hey, I like what you did there. He's a bigger ape. What did you think, like, the action in this then? Because we, we're sort of in that vein anyway. The action at the end, the big fight scenes. I actually really liked the CGI with, like, the missiles. And the, it was pretty cool. It's just, like, went on a bit long. But, like, overall, yeah. I did like it. I yeah. didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, okay. I think it, like, if you'd, if you'd made the first half and three-fourths of the movie shorter. Yep. And that action was the same amount. I don't think you actually would have any complaints. I just think because the movie was so long before and there was, that, there was a like, lot of torture. Ready. Yeah, there was a lot of this is yeah. like a, a religious zealot type. Yeah, I'm ready for I mean? this to be over. Right? Yeah, me, like, me yeah. too. Absolutely. I did like the turn of the the quotation mark donkey character, the the gorilla character who'd been working with the humans, and, yeah. and at the end he sort of you know he helped out Caesar so that he could yeah. exact his plan and blow up the like why the base. I, I agree, but why was that character not the same one as the white guy? They have two different ones. So the why the white one let him free earlier in the movie. No, I get it, but like, just make it a different. Like, they had two donkey characters with like the same arc. Like, well, not really the same arc, but like they that could have been one character. It could have easily to to make it faster and more efficient. Like, I I completely agree. I'm not 100 percent sure why. Yeah, but anyway, I did like the end. Although I was kind of like, bro, shoot and run. Like, (laughs) like, why just shooting and watching and then just like gets caught in the back? It's like, come on, dude. Right? Yeah, Uh, I think it's. Interesting that Caesar does get, yeah, he gets shot by the dude with the crossbow in this, and he ends up dying at the end. I, I'll tell you what's funny. My partner was literally crying. Yeah, Gail was sad At a too. CGI ape. Gail was sad. Too. Dude, the CGI was so good. So, yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah. So this is the first movie of the three with, at any point, I've been taken out of the CGI. Really? Now, I thought it was good. It was spectacular. Like- up until the point that they actually used a few practical effects. And I spotted every single one of them. And I even turned to my partner and I was like, what the fuck is that? Wait, because it, it was so odd to see a real thing where the CGI had been. I was more freaked out by the real thing than the actual CGI. It sent my brain. But what, what, when did they use it? Like, I it don't was, even remember. All right. So uh, a couple of notable examples of practical effects been used in the film uh, were anima- animatronics and puppetry for close-up shots and some scenes requiring physical interaction with the actors. So they used a couple of puppets. Mm. And honest to God, like I think there was one of Bad Ape, and I think there was one of, um, what was my favorite ape called? The uh, orangutan. Yeah, yeah, old mate. Um, you know, you know Mar- what she's Marshall called. Marshall or something? No, Maurice. Maurice. <laughs> uh, there was one of those guys, and honestly, it really, really took me out of it. Yeah. And you know what I'm like with CGI? The CGI was so good in this. Why bother? Yeah. Just Keep it as it is. You're doing amazing stuff. Weta are amazing. 
And it that were just a couple of times. And like the action scenes were spectacular. Not yeah. saying that. It was these couple of it felt like, you know, like in Robocop when he throws the guy out the window and it's just a puppet with the big yeah, arms hanging like, out uh... the sides. Right? It felt like that. It was like this is so out of place in this movie. What the fuck is I did, that? I didn't I didn't notice. But maybe if I now that you said it, I'm sure I would, but I didn't notice. It just so the, the not no CGI gave me Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Those puppets gave me full Uncanny Valley. I was yeah. like my brain was like, uh, I don't like this. Um, but yeah, the CGI was pretty awesome. So, do you have any tones and or themes for this? Caesar dies at the end. He's uh, yeah, he's like redemption. His... Second, there was there was a bit of like you know, redem- like revenge is like you know, there's revenge bad. Justice and revenge are different. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I don't know. Well, identity is a big one in this. I feel like Caesar specifically fighting with his own feelings of wanting to be good, but also how does he do that when everyone around him has been evil? It's it's super interesting, but also like the apes are looking out, looking up to him, but he wants to be one of them. That type of thing I find really interesting in itself. Mm-hmm. Like he's a, he's above them in the hierarchy, but wants to be one of them. Yeah. And that's that stuff's super interesting. Yeah, there's a bunch of like environmental shit in there and communication. Like if, you know, the apes, if the humans would just communicate all this shit, it's like the post-it note thing. Yeah. Like so many movies could, the plot of them could easily have been just sorted out in with one text message or yeah. a note on the table. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if the humans just listened and went, oh, you're just going to leave us alone? Uh, cool. We we haven't seen you in 10 years, so we expect that's what you're going to do. Yeah. Great. And it just is such an interesting mirror on the political landscape in the world it right is. now. Do you think, uh, just like hypothetically, the the thinking behind Woody Harrelson's character is, yeah, sure, Caesar might, but when the next guy gets elected and it's a Koba, are we, sure. fu- are we fucked sure like that, that I, li- I do like that concept cool. of a moral like moral rot topic like yeah i do because like you you look obviously you don't crucify apes like i i wouldn't have made that decision but you understand us some crazy Wait, you wouldn't crucify apes yeah, yeah. military you tell, what like dictator dude who like is like ultimate like we got to think about the ultimate end yeah might make something and justify himself into thinking that this is the right the thing that and must justify the means but they yeah. really don't i mean yeah. that's just a common theme in a lot of these films we talk yeah. about it's good i think there was a lot in here that was really good to get your teeth into like you said before but at the same time yeah it was long it was a bit bloated and i feel like they just had a bit more budget so they went let's make it longer yeah probably unnecessary yeah you should get they should give like the directors like cut of the budget they still have at the end <laughs> you know what i mean that would actually make these movies more like efficient <laughs> yeah i actually do time. think so big time you say like all your bonuses are based on how much money you save at the end well just like whatever is you get a percentage of the budget at the end Interesting. as a bonus i like that anyway Maybe not. I feel like a lot of people steal from movies anyway. $300 movies. Come on, mate. What, who's really paying $300 for any of this? Yeah. What was it? Um, Godzilla minus one. I think it was I think it was less than $10 million they paid to make that movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> three best and three worst? CGI, best. Nice. Caesar in conflict with himself, best. Nice. Emotionally trying. Like, I did feel for these apes. Nice. They, whatever they did, it emoted, uh, like, I was, I was, I was empathetic. The emotion conveyed yeah, by the CGI yeah. on those apes was amazing. I had Andy Serkis kind of lines up with your CGI. Um, the fact that James Franco isn't in any of them anymore. Great. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, and I also had sort of the CGI. I was, this was one of those plays where it sort of fits into both. The yeah. CGI was my third best. But then my first worst was those moments where they used animatronics. Like it, it sucked me out to the point. Yeah. I, to the point I, I was barely watching. I was just thinking that how awful that looked. Yeah. What were the worst? Uh, I, the story was pretty simple. Yeah. Now, honestly, upon review, I don't agree with this as much. I think there was a lot of nuance and complexity to how they executed sure. the very simple plot of run away from humans, humans capture us, we run to the promised land. Like This was a Tarantino know? movie. Yeah. All of the... All of the goodness was baked into watching too many long scenes of people driving yeah. cars around yeah, Los Angeles, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of like, yeah, intelligence in like in the mechanisms of the very yeah. basic story, but the story was kind of basic. And then legit, like the girl too long, too much, simplify. Those yeah. are my second and yeah. third. Like there's just enough there, like to sim- like get rid of bad Abe combined Right. donkeys cut the time of you know what's his name bad apes uh, my, bad apes one would have yeah. been one of mine but i i obviously had the animatronics i had caesar side quest like what are we doing like it's i wanted a war for the planet of the apes like let's see a war you know what i mean <laughs> like, i get it i get it the idea is the war actually between the humans but like i just want it i wanted more from it uh and then i clearly just didn't understand the geography of this world 
Like, how did the apes yeah. go one way, but yet still end up in front? Like, they didn't have transport. Like, yeah. what the fuck are we doing here? No idea. Did Caesar just go completely the wrong way for, like, two months? What's happening? Yeah. So, yeah, I was a bit frustrated by the movie in that respect. Yeah, I feel like a couple simple changes would have fixed that for you. Right. Which it, is, like, funny. Sim- simple stuff. I actually would have liked to see, like, Woody Harrelson, like, sit across the table with the other guy in, like, a negotiation Caesar. where Caesar is watching. What other guy? Like the, oh, like the other military the commander. So you start to, and he's like seeing that maybe that's how you reveal the plot twist. Like it doesn't have to be revealed earlier, but I think adding an element mm. to like why the humans are conflicting and how they're, they're, they're both have like legitimate takes that you might agree with, but can't agree. And they fight and Caesar seeing that and learning from it or something. That's like, very interesting. I, I like something that. like that. Well, rather, rather than us just like hearing from him. Why don't we make movies? Yeah, We'd be way know. good at this. Uh, talk to me then. We're talking about critical reception. What do you think the IMDb was out of 10? Uh, seven, eight. Ooh, it's seven, four. Yeah. Too bad then. Actually, that's, that's more like what it should be, actually. Mm, I'm, I'm in line with that. Can you guess me the Rotten Tomatoes percentage? Uh, 84. 94. 94. People really like this movie. Yeah. So, okay, finally, Letterbox, which is three always 3.6. 35. Three seven. Uh, I would have guessed from Rotten Tomatoes that people really like this. Like, I'd have, I'd have gone higher. I'd have probably gone three nine or four, just yeah. because of that. That's ninety four percent insane. It's the best of all of them, isn't it? And the real critical reception that actually matters, yeah, the one that really matters is yes. our critical reception. And what we do is we don't give it a percentage. We don't give it five stars out of six. What we do is we say, is this movie better or worse than the most average movie we know, and why it is Aquaman twenty eighteen? Yes. Yeah? It is better. Lots of parallels, though, still. Still many parallels. Lots of CGI animals. Lots of CGI. Not as much snow in Aquaman. Quite a lot of snow in this. Why didn't they go somewhere warm? (laughs) You know what I mean? I guess maybe the flu spreads. Maybe. probably. Maybe it was just winter. Yeah. (laughs) Winter doesn't look like that here. Anyway. I liked it. I thought it was definitely better than Aquaman. Uh, I had a great time with this. I'm so excited for the next one, which is coming very, very soon. DL, we've run out of time. Thank you all for sticking with it. We really do appreciate you. Do you want to quickly wrap up the show? Where where can they find us? They can find us at thepodcastassemble at gmail.com or podcastassemble on Instagram. Pass the pod. Five stars, please. Thank you. Five stars, baby. We love you. Latest Uh, Gators. Later.